This episode of The Startup Life is brought to you by People Ready. Startup Nation, you have a lot on your plate. The last thing you need to stress about is finding quality staff or the available work you need to be successful. Save time and headache by working with a trusted staffing partner that meets your everyday needs. People Ready is a national staffing provider with over 600 locations across the country and 30 plus years of experience serving people just like you. They specialize in a variety of industries including retail, manufacturing, logistics, general cleaning, hospitality, construction, and more. People Ready understands that you're busy and on the go. That's where their mobile app, JobStack, comes in. Use the app to place orders or find work 24-7 or wherever you are. And as social distancing continues to change the way we interact with customers, colleagues, and our everyday lives, JobStack provides the ability to find the right temporary workers or work you need while eliminating the amount of physical touch points needed in the staffing process. Visit PeopleReady.com forward slash Startup Life to learn more about how you can partner with PeopleReady. This episode is sponsored by Swanson Health. Startup Nation, Swanson Health has been producing quality vitamins and supplements, foods, healthy home, and self-care products for over 50 years. Since 1969, from the heart of America, Swanson Health carries over 20,000 wellness products at a great value. Pick up all of your favorite health products, plus discover new ones for your wellness routine, all while leaving money in your pocket. If you want to try any of Swanson Health's great products for yourself, use code STARTUP20 for 20% off at swanson.com. We have a link there in the show notes if you listen to the replay on the podcast. It's time to be about that life. The Startup Life. Here's your host, Dominic Lawson. All right, Startup Nation. So I hope you're ready to receive some value today. We got a superstar in the building today. We have Miss Kimberly Sumter in the building today. What's going on, Kim? Hi, Dominic. How are you today? I cannot complain. Are you ready to pour some knowledge in the Startup Nation today? Yes, I am. Absolutely. All righty. As always, Startup Nation, my name is Dominic Lawson. This is the Startup Life Podcast, and it is powered by the Binge Podcast Network. So, Kim, first things first, let's set this party off right. Tell us about your path to entrepreneurship and just share your origin story with us, if you would. Okay, so it's a a little bit entangled, lots of things that um, have gone on. But basically, my main company is my candle company called Wax Candy. And that actually, jumping into entrepreneurship, was really not something that was planned. Um, I am an avid candle lover. And back when I was uh, living in Texas about maybe 10 years ago or so, Mm -hmm. um, there was a young lady who would visit the radio station. She would bring candles. They were great. Loved them. Always looked forward to her coming and bringing them. And then it had gotten to a point where she was really inconsistent with doing it. Um, I couldn't contact her. um, And you know, one thing led to another for me, I guess. I'm a very crafty person and I love to kind of, you know, kind of explore with, you know, crafts and things like that. So I just decided uh, to go ahead and purchase my own candle making kit just to see what it would be like, because I wanted to have them on demand. I didn't want to pay a whole lot of money for candles and I wanted to be able to have them um, when I wanted them and have them scented in the way that I wanted them to be scented. So anyway, so I went ahead, purchased a candle making kit. And when I tell you, Dominic, after 
I created my first batch of candles. I don't know if they were perfect or not. They smelled so great to me. And it was more than just the candle making um, or the candle itself, the finished product. It was actually the process that I really got hooked to. So that's where it all started for me. And that was probably about 10 years ago. Fast forward to 2014. I didn't know that I was really in business until I went uh, to a information session for a local organization here in my city, Jersey City, Mm -hmm. uh, called Rising Tide Capital. And um, someone had given me some information about it, told me, you need to go and check them out um, because they had seen that I was, you know, kind of making candles and selling them here and there to friends um, through social media. Um, So they tipped me on to Rising Tide Capital. And that's where I really got focused and started to understand what business was about and that I actually was in business at that point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. And we're actually going to talk a little bit more about Wax Candle and Rising Tide a little bit later in the show, Startup Nation. But I want to go back a little bit, if I could, Kim. So I know that you're a panther from Prairie View A&M. Yes, 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 yes. I am. Yes. I went to Prairie View a long time ago. I'm not going to give you the year. You're not going to okay, make me no go worries, there. You're going to no have to worries. research that. But um, yes, yeah, so I went to Prairie View A&M University um, back in the late 80s, I'll say that. Gotcha. Um, my initial major was uh, special education. Okay. Um, and then I changed that major. I actually went... Um, with a friend of mine on campus, uh, she knew the, um, the DJ at the school. Um, and I visited with her to the radio station campus. And when I went inside and I saw everything that was inside, I was just, it, that was it for me. I was like in awe of everything from the microphones to the reel to reels to, um, you know, the whole watching him um, go live on air and, you know, talk to um, people through the radio and all of that. All of that was just so fascinating to me. So okay. that was really back in, I guess, about 88 or so, but I kind of left that there. Um, And it wasn't until many years later that I actually went into the radio industry. Right. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. So when it comes to Prairie View A&M, you know, know, was it a conscious choice to go to HBCU or was it just somewhere you just wanted to go and it just so happened to be HBCU? Tell us a little bit about that. I think it was it was conscious. Okay. It definitely was. So I'm from, or at that time I was from New Jersey. Gotcha. And okay. um, it was very important because education was important to my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, my father had gone to an HBCU and being in, you know, most of the HBCUs are in the South. Right. Um, so the older brother actually went to Prairie View first, and then we kind of traveled along after that. So when we visited the campus, the experience of uh, going to an HBCU and seeing things like, you know, like sororities and fraternities and all of those things were were really important in the South. Like, not as much. I didn't see that much here, but in the South, it just meant so much. And it was the camaraderie of the students. It was the culture was just such a rich culture that I never had any real exposure to being here 
um, you know, at the time when I was in Jersey. So yes, for me, after visiting campus, uh, the campus with my family for my brother, it definitely was something that I wanted to do. Got you. Thank you for sharing that. And so you, you move on from college and you go on to have quite of a quite a, uh, a really awesome radio career. You, uh, I see that, you know, you were in Colleen, Texas, where you had the number one midday show in Central Texas for two years straight. And then mm-hmm. went from uh, uh, from there to the Dallas market, I believe, the number 141 market to the number five market. So talk about, you know, you know, once at one point in time being the queen of Central Texas Airways, <laughs> right? Well, and then yes. going to a big market like Dallas. Talk about that transition. Okay, so I had a wonderful opportunity. Initially, when I started out, my very first radio program was um, in Texas um, at Texas Southern University. So that was where I got the foundation a little bit with being on air. And then after that, when I was visiting um, a relative who lived in Colleen, Texas, um, there was a radio station there that I checked out and I got a job there and I wound up staying there. And it was Um, one of the best experiences. And even though it was a very small market, it gave me an opportunity to learn a lot of things that I would carry with me to a larger market. And I think when I was in Texas, um, most of the stations that were there, there were not a lot of R&B stations. Um, The closest station to us uh, with R&B was in Austin. So for me, I really didn't have that major competition with the midday, I would say, because okay. a lot of the stations were country. So, wow, um, gotcha. you know, and, and the hot thing on, on um, I would say probably in Colleen with the military and all of that was, right. you know, um, the R&B, the, the soul music, the rap, right. you know, and, and hip hop and all of that. Mm-hmm. So um, that experience was great. But anyway, I, I started seeking out other opportunities in larger markets. And um, I felt that it was time for me to move on and to expand and at least try. And it always takes that one person to give you an opportunity for those things to happen. And that's what happened to me. I sent out my air check tape and I got a call back uh, from a uh, program director in um, Dallas, Texas. And a couple of months later, I was moving to Dallas. And that's where that all the big stuff really started for me. It was really great. I hear that. I hear that. Thank you for sharing that. And Startup Nation, what I hear in that answer is that when, you know, when she was in the small market, she really uh, dove in and really uh, took the opportunity to learn as much as she could to where she could go on into the major market. And Kim, I appreciate you sharing that because I think a lot of times, whether we're trying to scale the corporate ladder or dive into our path of entrepreneurship, I think some of us get, you know, lost and like, oh, it's got to be this big splash and this, that, and the other. But I appreciate you sharing that you took the time to learn you know, mm-hmm. scale the ladder, no, you no, know, learn the ropes and everything else because professional development is really important on this. Right. So I appreciate you sharing that. Right. And then you get an opportunity to learn, make mistakes, Absolutely. uh, to, to test and, and try different things out. And, and that really to me was the core, the foundation of, of everything that happened for me later on when I was able to move to a larger market, because without that, I would not have been able to 
do a lot of things. And I had a program director who, because we were a very small station um, and we were very competitive in the city that we were in, Mm -hmm. um, there were things that I was able to bring with me that um, I would not have necessarily had the opportunity to learn in a larger market. Once you get there, they expect you to hit the ground running. So with me having that great foundation, I was able to kind of do that when I got into um, a bigger market in Dallas, Texas. I hear that. Thank you for sharing that for sure. So look, we have our HBCUs, HBCU roots, and then a very esteemed career in radio and all this culminating to an amazing podcast out of the nation. Kimberly is the host of the Sisters Connect podcast that celebrates the spirit of sisterhood and encourages women of color to connect. So Kim, you know, this started from, you know, from what I see, uh, a concept that began from an online forum in 2004. Tell us a little bit about mm-hmm. that. Yes. So when I was in Dallas, um, I was at KRMBFM. I was new to the city after I'd left clean um, and I was working an overnight shift. And it was pretty tough for me to really get connected with the women in the city. I wanted to find a way um, just to kind of see what was going on there and kind of, you know, build a little bit of a camaraderie with the women, um, the listeners um, who were listening in my small time slot. So um, I thought about, you know, creating this online forum, you know, Sisters Connect was an opportunity for me to, um, it was just basically um, telling stories pretty much similar to what I do now with the podcast, but telling stories of women in the community, um, bridging the gap in ways where I created small lifestyle events at that time that were connected uh, to um, the website as well. So what I basically did was I took the website and I brought it to life uh, with events. Yeah. And, And the whole purpose of it was for me to have an opportunity to connect with the women who were in Dallas, Texas at that time. Um, I, I let it go dormant, um, for a little while after, because, you know, life happens, I moved on and, and all of that. And it was just something that was burning in me. Even 10 years later, it was burning in me to continue it. Um, and then, um, I want to say maybe about two years ago or so, I had a friend of mine who's also an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. um, who was, um, telling me that, you know, with my candle company, um, you may want to try to find ways to create some type of content for your customer outside of the candle making. And is there anything that you can do that, um, you know, your core audience or your demographic or the people who are already buying from you can connect to? And Sisters Connect was right there. Mm-hmm. So the timing was perfect, you Absolutely. know, for all of that to happen. So that's where that all came to be. So it initially started with a Facebook group. Um, and the Facebook group grew very, very quickly. So I started that group in, I want to say maybe the last week in January and within three months I had already had a thousand, um, followers within the group and it was a private group, small group. So it was really building and growing. And then it was like a light bulb, Dominic, Mm -hmm. where it was like, okay, why don't I take my experience with radio, my love for podcasting, because I am an avid podcast listener, and create a podcast and take all of this content within this group and now turn it into a podcast. And then that's how the podcast came about. Don't you just love when a plan comes together? 
Yes. And it was all, I think, by accident. But it, then again, it really wasn't right. by accident. Everything came together when it was supposed to. It was all, you know, building to the master plan when I didn't even realize that that was what was supposed to happen. I hear that. Thank you for sharing all of that. And I, I appreciate you, you know, uh, touting and sharing with Startup Nation the power of content marketing and and, and creating content. Your story actually reminds me of this guy who got the same advice from uh, the person that you got this advice from uh, when he talks about how he was selling insurance. Mm-hmm. And he got the uh, advice of starting a podcast. You can talk about anything, just sell insurance on the podcast. And it was a wrestling podcast. So you think about insurance, rest, you know, professional wrestling, wrestling, two different things. And the mm-hmm. podcast did so well that he stopped selling insurance and just did the podcast. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Isn't that something? Isn't and the podcast here is it's amazing. Because you know, people want information. They want to be entertained. They want to mm. be connected. They want to be informed. They want to be educated. And a podcast is one of the most perfect mediums for you to be able to do that. Um, And it is, and it's quick. It's kind of like, you know, I kind of consider my podcast inspiration on the go. Mm, You don't have to read You know, you can plug in uh, your earbuds and you can keep it moving, you know, on the trip to the grocery store. And you know that with your podcast, you know, it's just, it's something that, um, you know, so many uh, more people, I think, would be able or willing to consume because it's so quick and it's so easy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing all of that. So let's go back to January 20th, the launch day for Sisters Connect, right? Mm-hmm. Tell me about the preparation leading up to that day. Were you nervous? Did you did you know you had this? Tell me about the prep and the actual launch day of Sisters Connect. You know what? I was nervous. I okay. was nervous. I started um, doing a lot of research, um, probably a little bit more than a year prior to me launching okay. uh, the podcast. Um, now, now going back just a little bit, I actually was an avid listener to talk radio. Okay. I love talk radio. So I think that was something that... Um, is the reason why the podcast, um, I've, I've always loved podcasts. I've always loved uh, hearing an exchange of conversation with people. Um, but January 20th was um, an important day for me. Um, a month prior to that, uh, my fiance's mom had passed away. Mm. Um, I had initially uh, wanted to start the podcast and launch it on my birthday, which is December 28th. Gotcha. Um, after we were dealing with her illness and her death and all of that, right. I kind of put it on hold. But then I decided to go ahead and move forward with it because in the process of dealing with her death, um, it made me understand and realize that we need to do things now. I hear that. You need to, if there's something that's really burning inside of you and something that you feel you need to do, you need to do it. Um, so the 20th of January actually was uh, a year to the day that I started the Facebook group. So that's why I selected that day. Um, I went through um, podcasts about podcasting are still my favorites. I'm I'm like really bad junkie with that. Um, I read lots of articles. I listen to podcasts. I listen to all types of podcasts, not necessarily podcasts in the, in the um, realm of um, women's empowerment. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't want to do that and listen to that type of podcast because I wanted my thoughts to be my own and I want it to be as original as I could be. I hear that. 
but I wanted to listen to good contents with uh, with hosts that were having great conversations and um, you know interviewed guests that were seamlessly done and things like that. So that's what I was really researching. So about a year or so, it took me to finally get all that, and then finally, um, I got my my hosting account ready. I got I had my website already. I had all of those things done. And um, it was just a matter of recording my first episode, which was with uh, one of my very close friends. And we sat down in her basement. We recorded it. I edited the podcast. And the day that I launched that podcast, Dominic, it was it was like it was crazy. It was <laughs> can't even, it is so and I'm smiling now. I was so proud of myself and I was so excited about it. And I was so excited that. I was my first download because I downloaded every app there was. I hear that. And went on my phone and started downloading and said, yes, I have a listener. But anyway, by default, which was me, but still. (laughs) But I was really excited about that. And after the first episode uh, launched and everything else was just, it was was just easy. So I, I absolutely am passionate and love, love, love podcasting and telling stories of uh, the women that I admire so much. Absolutely. And Startup Nation, if you're interested in listening to Sisters Connect podcast with Kimberly uh, Sumter, uh, we have a link in the show notes for easy access for you to go ahead, check out her podcast. And hey, while you're at it, leave her a five-star review uh, since you're listening there. You know, so I appreciate you sharing that, Kim, for sure. Thank you. No worries. So let me ask you this. You know, what's the one thing since you've launched a Sisters Connect podcast, what's the one thing that's happened that you didn't expect before you launched the show? Before I launched the show. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the one thing that I did not expect to happen before I launched it? Um, I, I, To be honest, I did not think that I was going to have um, a lot of followers. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't really sure. Um, so that was, I had already settled in my mind that if I launch this podcast out and only myself and my friends are listening, then I'm good with that. You know, so Gosh. I kept my expectations really low. Mm-hmm. So I was really, I was really very surprised at the response um, that I would get um, thereafter. Um, and the support that women were giving me and that they were ready to hear um, this content. So that was really surprising to me. Even though I did have the Facebook group, right. um, it, it's still when things actually happen, when when people are listening or responding to it, it, it is a little bit of a surprise a little bit because you really don't know what to expect once you finally kind of dip in there and do it. For sure. Thank you for sharing that. What's your ultimate goal with the show, Kim? My ultimate goal is to continue to tell stories uh, primarily of African-American women um, and, 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 and have the thread be the thread of um, something positive, uh, be the thread of um, promoting friendships. Um, that is very important to me. That's really another reason why I started the podcast as well, because it's really a dedication of the women that I admire and who have inspired me personally and professionally. Um, The large majority of the women that I actually talk to are my close personal friends. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to kind of expand my friendships uh, with other women because I, I, I never understood 
why there was ever so much drama in friendships. I've always had really amazing friends um, and, and beautiful friendships. And there are lots of women who don't have that. And I just wanted to share that and show them what that looks like. So I want to keep that conversation going. And I want people to feel when they hear it um, that they're either connected with someone's story um, you know, because we're all connected in some kind of way. We're not all that different. Absolutely. And I just want to keep that message out there that we are all the same. You know, we come from the same cloth and that we need to be open to listening to and hearing other people's stories. And maybe then we'll get along a little bit better. So even if it's from one person to the next, and it doesn't have to be a worldwide thing or a big thing that I'm trying to do, but if it really does touch one person and it does make a difference in another woman's life, then that is my goal. I hear that. I hear that. Thank you for sharing that. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. How do you like being on the Startup Life podcast so far, kid? I love it. Love it. You're a great host. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, Startup Nation. Give me just a second, so I'll let my editor do his thing. Thank you so much. This is great content, by the way. Oh, good. I was a, a little nervous because I was listening to your other guests, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, I don't know if I can come with all that. Oh, no. I, that, that, I, I tell people all the time, if, if I don't set you up for success, then as a host, I haven't done my job properly. Okay. So, you're you're okay. doing awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. And so are you. So let's see. Thank you ready you. to get back into it? Yes. All right, cool. I Startup Nation, so let's continue. So, Kim, if you would, why call the business your candle company Wax Candy Candle Company? Why that name? You know, it's funny. I am a big play on words kind of girl. Okay. I love play on words. And initially, when I started the candle company, I love sweet things. I love things that smell sweet. I love okay. things that smell like foods and cakes and all kinds of crazy things like that. And I think in my mind... Um, I wanted to do something that was fun and I wanted you to be able to remember the name of the company. I didn't want to, I didn't want it to be boring. I thought that wax candy was a little bit fun and a little bit clever. So that's why I named it that. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. All right, Startup Nation. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We got to pay some bills. Once again, my name is Dominic Lawson and you're listening to The Startup Life. This episode of The Startup Life is tucked in nice and tight by Philip Stein and the Philip Stein Sleep Bracelet. Startup Nation, getting quality sleep is super important, especially for those of us as entrepreneurs. I know for me, if I don't get enough quality sleep, not only do I not perform well while working in my business or exercising, but also it really affects my mental health and that doubt starts to creep in. And that's the last thing we want as entrepreneurs. Also, with everything going on, good quality sleep is important to repair the body and support a good immune system. And that is why Startup Nation, I wear the Philips Stein Sleep Bracelet. The Philips Stein Sleep Bracelet uses natural frequency technology to reinforce our biomagnetic field to improve deep sleep, length of sleep, and overall sleep quality. This helps produce a healthier heart, 
regulate weight control, and helps strengthen the immune system, which helps destroy bacteria and viruses. Right now, when you go to philipstein.com, use code SLEEPEZ, and you will get 10% off the entire store. That's promo code SLEEP, capital E, capital Z. So if you are ready to be more productive in leading your business, go with the Philip Stein Sleep Bracelet, proven to be natural and safe to give you a better, deeper sleep. This episode of The Startup Life is brought to you by the Risk Management Society. Startup Nation, the Risk Management Society, or RIMS, is a global organization dedicated to the profession of risk management. For nearly 60 years, RIMS has delivered the latest strategies and resources that allow risk professionals to grow, innovate, and succeed in any business. RIMS works with industry leaders to produce content and online training that business professionals turn to. Topics include business continuity, cyber risk, risk management techniques, the fundamentals of insurance, and more. There is also a private members-only site where people can discuss sensitive issues and get honest answers. Members have been leaning on each other as we all navigate this global pandemic. If you're concerned about the safety of your employees and the sustainability of your organization, you need the resources and connections RIMS provides. Learn more at go.rims.org forward slash startup life. If you listen to the replay on the podcast, we have a link there in the show notes. You can save 25% off a year long membership. So if you're ready to get the resources and strategies you need to manage risk, go with RIMS and join their global network of over 10,000 members across more than 60 countries. Support for The Startup Life is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Startup Nation, personal grooming is super important, not only from a hygiene standpoint, but also from a confidence one as well. And that is why you need to have a tight haircut and, well, a nice groomed undercarriage as well. And when doing that, you don't want to use the same razor, do you? That's just absurd. And this is why our friends at Manscaped have given you another option. Introducing the all-new Lawnmower 3.0 by Manscaped. This lightweight and waterproof razor features precision engineered blades for safe trimming in sensitive areas and a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. Ladies, Father's Day is just around the corner and this will make a perfect gift for that guy on the go. Use code the Startup Life in all caps for 20% off and free shipping on your brand new Lawnmower 3.0 at manscaped.com. We have a link there in the show notes for easy access if you're listening to the replay on the podcast. And while you're there, be sure to check out all the other products from manscaped.com as well. So for proper manscaping without the fear of hurting anything, go with Manscaped. Trust me, your family of jewels will thank you. All right, Startup Nation, welcome back as we continue our conversation with today's guest here on The Startup Life. So, you know, I, I know you have like workshops and private events. Tell us some, uh, tell us a little bit about those and what kind of goes into planning those. Okay. So yes, I have candle making workshops. Um, mm-hmm. I have a space um, in Kearney, New Jersey that I share with two other creative entrepreneurs. Okay. Um, and we all have handmade classes. Um, I, I love selling candles, creating candles, making them, selling them online, all of that, and at, at pop-ups, all that. Mm-hmm. But it's something about um, having people physically in the space with you creating candles as well. And because for me, um, 
I love the process so much. I really wanted to share that. Um, so basically, the, the you know the the parties are actually they can be as intimate as three or four people to as big as forty people. Um, you know, I have the space to accommodate that, and um, they are coming in. Men and women both are coming in. Um, I am. Um, uh, giving them the basics, the 101 of candle making, um, everything down to the safety aspect, to the history of candles, to, um, you know, um, the scents um, that they have an opportunity to select from, giving them a little bit of background information on essential oils and things like that. Um, and and I pretty much, for the most part, I do the, the workshops myself. I, you know, I have my routine. I have everything, my systems in place where I'm able to set up uh, for the parties. It's pretty easy. Um, but what I get most out of it is uh, watching the reaction of, of people when they feel like they've completed and created something on their own and that they're really experiencing um, what the process is really like. And I also like the opportunity of having uh, people from different places who don't necessarily know each other have an opportunity to sit down and have a conversation. You know, we have music, we have light bites, the candle making, all of that. But it also gives people an opportunity to uh, sit down and and chat. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. And, and I appreciate you. I appreciate that answer because I think a lot of times when we when we have a business and stuff like that, a lot of times people only think that we're selling just the service or the product itself. But what you're also selling, Kim, and Startup Nation, you know, make sure you get this. What Kim is also selling is the experience, the conversations, yeah. the ambiance. Yeah. Uh, of it all. So I appreciate that answer so much. And it's given me an opportunity to intertwine the podcast with the candle making. So that was another thing, you know, um, the majority of the people um, that come to my candle making workshops are women um, Mm -hmm. and they are within, um, you know, my, my core audience or who are already listening to the podcast. So what I do is I can kind of introduce the podcast um, uh, within the candle making workshops. It can be, um, a source of conversation, something that we can kind of riff about um, and get deeper into um, if they li- listen to an episode. And it also gives me an opportunity to teach people about or to, to educate them um, on, on what a podcast really is, because a lot of people don't know. For as many people That's as true. there are out there who listen to podcasts, there are lots of people who don't. And I find that the women who are... Um, uh, within my Facebook group, a lot of the women who actually come to my events are not podcast listeners. So I'm actually converting customers into podcast listeners and I'm educating them at the same time. So I'm killing a lot of birds with one stone. When Absolutely. I'm- I love that. Thank you for sharing that. You know, I, Kim, I, I got to ask you something. If I you know, you know, if I'm overstepping, please don't spill the secret sauce. But when when I like see people like making candles and stuff like that, like especially when they're first starting, a lot of times when we're smelling them, it's like the scent is a little bit too strong, whether it's like lavender or cookie smells or whatever the case may be. So I guess mm-hmm. I'm curious, how do you find that sweet spot of like it's it's it smells just right and it's not too strong and stuff like that? Well, it depends. So, so okay. now the great thing the great thing about the parties is that I 
give the person an opportunity to make it as strong as they'd like to or okay. as so that that that's another nice draw, you know, so they okay. can actually customize their own experience in making their candle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as far as just in general, let's say I'm making candles to sell at a craft fair or on the website. Right. Um, typically, if you are a person who really likes candles, um, you know, first of all, adding a description of what that would smell like as much as you can um, helps people to make a decision on whether or not this is something that they may want to purchase. But if you are an avid candle lover and you like lavender, you pretty much know that the strength of lavender is going to be stronger than it would be if you were purchasing maybe a vanilla. But what I try to do is to add descriptions to give people um, the best way possible without having to smell a candle if they're purchasing it online um, to be able to know what it might smell like. Um, but but to be honest, Dominic, a lot of people really like to be able to smell candles and they want a small, a, a strong smelling candle. Gotcha. But in the case that you don't, you know, I always customize it for you. You gotcha. can just give me a call, let me know I want something on the lighter side and I got you covered. Gotcha. Maybe that's just me and my sensitive nose. So fair. Yeah. Well, you know, there are people who, who love them and people who don't. And it's true. There are. And you know something which really gave me an idea and something that I thought about. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like candles for the ambiance, not necessarily the mm-hmm. scent. Fair enough. So I'm thinking about adding a line of unscented candles um, okay. to, to, um, to wax candy as well, because they just like the way that they look, um, they don't necessarily want anything scented. And I found that too, which I found very odd because I thought everybody in the entire world loved a strong candle, but I guess not. <laughs> so yeah, like I'm learning like, that. Gotcha. Like I said, some of us with weak noses, so it's just kind of, I don't know. It is what it is. But Startup Nation, if you, know, you want to, uh, if you find yourself in the Jersey area and you want to attend one of those uh, private events or workshops, we have the link to waxcandy.com. We have the link there in the show notes for easy access. And go on there and check out our website as well while you're, you know, while you're there. So I want to ask you this. Well, more importantly, I want to share something with you, Kim, if I could. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, you uh, have your hosting site uh, uh, on Lipson and stuff like that. So do I here at the Startup Life Podcast. And so I'm <laughs> logging in one day, right? And I, I was like, all right, log in, do, 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 this, that, and the other. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute, hold on. Who is that? Like, That's my homegirl. That's Kimberly yeah. right there, right? So, like, when you saw that on the Lipson, uh, fr- uh, the first page of the website, what were your experiences? Tell me what that experience was like. Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, I, I will tell you that they did send me an email um, okay. a couple of months prior to Okay, got me, it. Okay. But in a way that they said that they would be interested or they would really um, like to feature me as one of the podcasters, indie right. podcasters on the website. Right. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, then I was going crazy. But they didn't tell me how it was going to be integrated or how I would be integrated into the website. I thought it was going to be in the form of a blog. I had to answer a lot of questions, all of that. But when I saw that on the front page, I nearly passed out. Like I, I can't even begin to tell you all I kept saying to myself was, I started my podcast in January. Mm -hmm. There are over 67,000 podcasters 
within the Libsyn community. And I am one of the ones that they selected. And I can't, there are no words. I can't even begin to tell you, to be honest with you, but I am so thankful and so humbled by it. Um, it, at the very least, it made me fit, it made me feel as though I was moving in the direct, right direction with my vision and with my podcast, I mean, and that whatever it is that they saw in me, that I should probably continue to do. Absolutely. So, but yeah, I I'm just that's just one of those things that's just mind blowing to me, and I don't think I'll ever be able to give you a real good answer on that one. Fair enough. So- I, I just just know I was going crazy for you. I was like, yo. Because like you was up there with like some heavy hitters, yes, like, and, and, and stuff like that. I was like, this yes, crazy. yes, and you, you know what? To happen this week as well, which was quite by surprise. Uh-huh. I saw a article on LinkedIn um, that was I don't even know if if LinkedIn has a feed or not, but I don't know. I was just scrolling through and seeing um, some of the other people that I'm connected with on LinkedIn, right. and I saw an article on Rising Tide Capital, and I got so excited. Right. And I opened up the article and realized that I was featured in the article and, and it's on blackenterprise.com. And Absolutely. I was like, what? Absolutely. I was going to ask you about that as well, but you be, you Okay. Be, let me go. You want me to go back? Cause no, we, no, 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 you're good. Okay. You're good. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> but that was, I, I, I'm, I'm still scratching my head on that one. I'm thinking to myself, are you kidding me right now? Like I had no idea that that was out there and that was for, um, and I was being featured because of the candle company. Um, Mm -hmm. So it, I don't even know what to say. I really don't know what to say. I'm so, I am so, I guess, speechless with it all. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah, that's where I am. I I, I, I get that. But I, I think, you know, also, you know, if I could, if I could help out, if I may, uh, I think it also lets you know, just like you said, it, it reminds you that you're on the right path. And I think that's, I think, you know, those, those affirmations and reaffirmations, uh, you know, no matter what you're doing are, are awesome, are also are always things that, you know, you're looking for and that you appreciate. So I can, I can definitely understand that for sure. I can definitely understand that. So let me, let me ask you this because I know you actually do work at Rising Tide, correct? Right. So I am a small business instructor. So I started off as a, as a student Mm -hmm. in 2014, and then I got an opportunity to become an instructor for Rising Tide. Yes. Awesome stuff. And so just kind of share with us a little bit about the work that you do there at Rising Tide. All right. So Rising Tide um, is an amazing um, community um, entity. Um, It's, it, it is birthed in Jersey City, New Jersey, mm-hmm. and the program serves um, underserved areas for adults who are interested in starting and growing businesses, um, opportunities that they would not have um, normally been able to have um, had Rising Tide not existed. Um, so it is... Um, they offer uh, quite a few programs uh, within um, um, Rising Tide Capital, but one of them being uh, the Community Business Academy, um, which I am an instructor for. Gotcha. And with the Community Business Academy, it's a 12-week program that gives people who have a business idea. You don't have to be in business. Um right. 
You can have a business idea. Um, you can have a small business that you're running already um, and need a little bit of help with. Or if you just want to kind of kind of refresh yourself and right. get more information and more access to things, um, Rising Tide is is a beautiful thing for small businesses. So the twelve week program gives you the basics of everything that you would need to know from A to Z in building and starting your own business. Um, And then after that, the beautiful thing about Rising Tide is that the Community Business Academy is kind of like the cake, but the icing on the cake are all of the other uh, things that are offered to you um, after you've actually graduated. So, um, and that could be in the form of um, the help desk um, at a very, very low cost where you can um, get services like uh, websites and logos and things of that nature. You know, it runs the gamut. There are so many Um, amazing people that are on the help desk um, that help um, us as entrepreneurs within Rising Tide. And then there's also an opportunity for you to have small business coaching. Um, And you are getting coached uh, by um, major people within the industry um, that you it's just incredible. And and we're paying $10 an hour um, to have a small business coach to pretty much take us by the hand and help us through the process of really um, building and sustaining our businesses, which is most important because you can go to a program. They'll, they'll tell you what you need to do to build this business or to start this business, but who's helping you to sustain it. So they hold your hand the entire way and they don't let it go. And it's something that um, it it is the most incredible program and it's actually expanding now. I think they're in, um, they're in Jersey. Uh, I believe they've expanded to Chicago, Charlotte, North Carolina, and I believe in Charleston, uh, South Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, you know, anybody out there who's looking for a program like that, um, just contact Rising Tide because they are they are open uh, to expanding across the country for whoever needs them. They'll be there. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. And I know that Rising Tide also allows uh, people to apply for grants. And actually, I actually have a, a in doing the show prep to, uh, to talk to you today, Kim, I actually I knew the name Rising Tide sounded familiar, but in my show prep, I figured out why. So Rising Tide actually provided a grant to a nonprofit here in Memphis called Let's Innovate Through Education uh, or Life. Oh. And so uh, I actually coach, mentor uh, young entrepreneurs that are in high school for the past three years. And so we're actually a beneficiary of a oh. grant. Uh, nice. And so, nice. And so uh, we actually had one of the representatives come down to Memphis. We took her around, get some barbecue and stuff like that. So uh, I just wanted to say uh, from the bottom of my heart, Kim, thank you and all the people there at Rising Tide for the amazing work that you do. Just know that uh, what you do matters and what you do is definitely uh, changing some lives around here, especially here in Memphis. So, Oh, well, well, that is so nice that Rising Tide has, has you know, come your way. It's Alex Forrester and Alpha Demolash. They are mm-hmm. the most amazing two human beings on the planet for what they've started. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've also with Rising Tide 2, another part um, that is very, very uh, popular uh, with Rising Tide as well and what they offer is um, they have a pitch competition Mm -hmm. um, and they are giving away a lot of, lot of money 
making a lot of small businesses very happy people, um, you know, giving them an, an opportunity to, um, you know, create their pitches, to learn um, and get coaching and also um, win money as well. And I was able to participate in that back in 2014. And I won $7,500, you know, in grant money for, um, for Wax Candy. So rising tide all around. But that is amazing that it has come that far and that there is, you see how there's a connection everywhere? Absolutely. There's a connection everywhere. That's something else. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. And so in that same vein, you know, let me ask you this, Kim, who are your mentors? I have a mentor, um, Elsie Escobar is okay. one of my mentors. She's actually my mentor in podcasting. Okay. Um, she is, uh, oh my gosh, I can't even begin <laughs> to, to tell you about Elsie. Elsie is, she, oh, yeah. Awesome, huh? Yes, that much, that much so. Um, she's with, uh, she podcasts and okay. she is an incredible, amazing um, um, human being and is so true to to podcasting. She's, she's so true to what she does um, with podcasting. And let me see who else. Um, Dawn Fitch um, okay. is a small business owner. She's actually one of the, the uh, business owners that I am, um, collaborating with on, on, um, a specific event. And then also that I'm sharing the space with in Kearney, New Jersey. Uh, Dawn Fitch is the owner of Puka Pure and Simple, and I admire her so much. And she is such an incredible, amazing, generous, um, woman. And, um, and I've learned so much from her. I hear that. Thank you for sharing that. So I, I want to ask you this really quickly, because I believe all entrepreneurs have a superpower. What's yours and why? Oh, let's see. What is my superpower? Mm-hmm. My superpower is, oh my goodness, that's a really good question. Thank you. That You got me on that one. My superpower, I think um, my creativity I hear that. Is my superpower. I I have notebooks where I have to jot down ideas constantly because ideas flow in me all day, every day. Um, And I sleep with uh, a notebook and a pen next to my bed. And um, I think, I think, what stems from my creativity are all the things um, that have come to fruition for me and all the great things that have happened. Um, and it's endless. Like I'm, I'm creative with my hands. I'm creative with writing. I'm creative with, um, I think with the podcast, it just is an endless stream of things for me. So I think my creativity has carried me a long way. And, um, and I'm thankful for it. I'd rather be a very cre- uh, creative person than an, an, an analytical person. And I know that okay. might sound a little nutsy, but no, not at all. Not at all. I enjoy, I enjoy that part of myself. Um, watching something, thinking of something and creating it with either my mind or with my hands and then seeing the finished product. I love right. that. I hear that. I hear that. Thank you for sharing that. And so before I ask the last question, Kimberly, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the Startup Life Podcast, powered by the Binge Podcast Network. You gave amazing value from 
you know, talking about your podcast to Wax Candle and everything, Wax Candy uh, Candle mm-hmm. Company. Sorry, just to make sure I get that right. The link to the website is in the show notes for easy access. Also for Sisters Connect podcast, the link for the show note, the link is there in the show notes as well. Uh, you gave amazing value all the way around. So I want to actually turn the microphone over to you because look, there's somebody out there who's afraid to start their company or afraid to start their journey or whatever it is that, you know, has been called for them to do, but they're, they're afraid to do it or they're just doing it, but they feel a little stuck. Give them a little, some words of motivation to tell them to keep moving forward. I would say that everything that you think about, everything that is planted inside of you, I would document it, put it down on paper and make yourself look at that each day. And then on the other hand, you have your both of your hands out. You do that. On the other side, look at where you are in life right now. Are you happy? Do you feel fulfilled with where you are? And if you feel that you're not, and there's something that's really deeply planted inside of you that you need to fulfill, then you have to fulfill it. There's no, there's no waiting. There are no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Just know that there's a purpose, there's a reason why you have that feeling and um, take the steps to do it. And one of those things that I would suggest is, is find people who are doing what you'd like to do. Um, Get yourself connected with communities, um, whether that's um, in social media or meetup groups or or even a podcast um, that talks about or um, is, is really connected to what it is that you would like to do. Start learning as much as you can about that industry, about that thing. And and don't be afraid to do it. That's the only thing that I could say is just don't be afraid. Take little steps at a time if you have to, but make a plan and take steps. It doesn't have to be a big jump in the pool kind of thing. Um, just find out what you can do each day that's going to move you closer and closer and closer toward that goal. And remember, the biggest thing is this, is if you are not feeling fulfilled with where you are and you feel that what that dream is will make you feel more fulfilled is is truly your passion and your calling, then that's where you need to be walking toward. I hear that. Thank you for sharing that. And that's going to wrap up this session of the Startup Life. Kimberly, did you enjoy being on the show? I did. And I'm telling all my friends about you, Dominic, all of them. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I am Startup Nation. If you want to let us know what you think about our show, have an idea for a show topic, or would like to advertise on our show, send us a message on the Startup Life Podcast Facebook page. And while you are there, like and follow our page as well. It's a great way for us to engage with you, Startup Nation, and really grow our community. The link is there in the show notes. Subscribe to the show as it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or even on your Facebook timeline or any other platform you like to get your podcast. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you find our content valuable, please give us a five-star rating as it will help us climb the charts and help more people find our show. You can also listen to the show on the Startup Life Podcast new website. There you will find the all-new startup blog where I write on many topics that are interesting and helpful to you on your path to entrepreneurship. And hey, If you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life.